Get ready to jumpstart your scientific career with practical advice on being a successful and contented scientist. Each episode of the Happy Scientist podcast delivers hands-on, actionable steps you can take to ensure you stay happy, focused, and satisfied in the lab. Available on all popular podcast platforms, hit the subscribe button and start your journey towards a more fulfilling scientific career. Hello and welcome to the Happy Scientist podcast from Bite Size Bio. If you want to become a happier, healthier and more productive scientist, you are in the right place. I'm Nick Oswald, the founder of BitesizeBio.com and with me is the driving force of this podcast, Mr. Kenneth Vogt. I have worked with Ken for over seven years now with him as my business mentor and colleague and I knew that his expertise could help you, all of you researchers out there. And in these sessions, we'll hear mostly from Ken on principles that will help shape you for a happier and more successful career. Along the way, I'll pitch in with points from my personal experience as a scientist and from working with Ken. And today, we will be talking about how affirmations don't work and how to fix it. But before we start, remember that in episodes one to nine of this podcast, we talk about the foundational principles of human needs, core mindsets and charisma factors which we will be referring to in this and all future episodes. So if you haven't done so already, please go back at some point and listen to episodes one to nine to get an understanding of these life-changing concepts. So affirmations don't work, Ken. Tell us about it. <laughs> okay. Now, when we say affirmations don't work, the, the implication here is that positive affirmations don't work. And those are usually the kind that people are doing. And you may think, well, what, what do you mean by an affirmation? Well, just just as simply as possible, an affirmation is a declaration that something is true. And so if you want to improve something in, in your life or in your work or in your attitude, you might start using affirmations. And there's a lot of people that have taught about this and, and, and it, gets, it gets regurgitated again and again over time. You know, and there was that, that book that Oprah promoted called The Secret that talked about affirmations. But before that, you know, there was, there was Zig Ziglar. And before that, there was Norman Vincent Peale and, and his, his whole idea about positive thinking. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people and a lot of, a lot of listeners would be thinking, yeah, you don't just change things by saying they're positive. And, and that's true. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't just automatically work that way. You know, a, a phrase that I, that I really like hearing is, uh, if, you, if you just sit there and think, there's no weeds in my garden, there's no weeds in my garden, there's no weeds in my garden, there's, that doesn't make the weeds go away, right? <laughs> and so you may look at this and say, well, you know, all right, I, there are some people out there that do this kind of thing, and, and I'm sure that, that it makes them feel better. Uh, to, to go through these motions and jump through these hoops. But, you know, I, I'm a scientist. I, I, I deal in, in reality. I deal in data. So, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a study that was, that was published in the, the Journal of Psychological Science. And it talked about these affirmations. And the study was entitled Self, or Positive Self-Statements, Power for Some, peril for others. Um, this is by Dr. Joanne Wood of the University of Waterloo in Ontario, Canada. And the, the, the study 
came up with this conclusion, and this is a quote, that repeating positive self-statements may benefit certain people, such as individuals with high self-esteem, but backfire for the very people who need them the most. And that right there is the, the thing that has broken affirmations for a lot of people. Because they've done this. They said, well, I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to give myself some positive affirmations so that I will stop procrastinating or that, that I will be more neat or that I'll be more diligent or I, I will be more focused on the details or I will lose five pounds or I will stop smoking or I will stop, you know, eating Hershey bars, whatever it is. Um, and then it, it doesn't work for them. And it's you see this doesn't this doesn't work, and this study here found you know that conclusion tells us something interesting because it says you know it does work for certain people, but it doesn't work for others, and the one of the key factors here was the level of someone's self esteem. Now if you think about this, a lot of people take on these these notions of you know I want to get better at something I want to improve myself. I, I want to improve my my work skills or my work habits, and and the reason they want to improve them is because they know they're they're not doing as well as they should. Well, knowing that they aren't doing as well as they should, where is their self esteem on this topic? <laughs> it's, so what happens is is they they don't believe it when they st- they give themselves an affirmation, and an affirmation would be just a make a positive statement about yourself. So it might be that, you know, I, um, I would be like, I finish my to-do list every day. And so they just make that positive statement and they may tell themselves that, you know, they may, they might put a post-it note on their computer and tell themselves that, you know, 10 times a day, you know, I finish my, my to-do list every day. But the problem is you make that statement, but then your mind follows up with an, its own statement. I finish my to-do list every day. Yeah, right. Sure you do. <laughs> or, no, you don't. What a liar. You know, <laughs> and, and, you know the, the way you actually feel about it sneaks out. And if you don't feel good about something like that, when you, what happens is the affirmation is that second statement. I finish my to-do list every day. No, I don't. No, I don't wins. And lo and behold, this positive affirmation didn't help you. Nothing changed. <laughs> so, so people look at that and say, well, this just doesn't work. Well, go so, ahead. So, so to step this back then, for, some, for people who don't necessarily have never come across this idea, the idea of an affirmation is that you repeat positive statements about yourself to, you know, kind of in one way try and make them come true, but really it's almost trying to reprogram yourself mm-hmm. in a way. Is that what you say? Because, I mean, yeah. I, I can think of negative affirmations working fairly well. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> you know. See, now, there right there is the proof that affirmations do, in fact, work. <laughs> because we all, when people have affirmations that they use all the time, and they're often not chosen, it's just that kind of thing you're going along and you're doing things and you go, man, I'm so stupid. You know, how many times a day do you're telling yourself, I'm so stupid? Well, you will start to act stupid, <laughs> you know, or... Yeah, every you don't ta- become stupid, but you act it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or every time you walk or, by or, a, a mirror and you go, what a, what a fat slob. Well, you start to believe that. 
you know, <laughs> and you will make it so. You, you, you are not going to skip the next cupcake after you've just told yourself for the 10th time, I'm a fat slob. <laughs> yeah, or you're less likely. Yeah, okay. I get Okay. And so you're saying here then that the, the, the study is showing that um, the, the, the reason that, well, if, okay, if we take it out for red, negative applica- uh, affirmations work, or at least they have effect, then then the um, well, what it really comes down to is affirmations to have effect. It comes down to self-esteem in some right. way, whether would, it goes in. Well, that's that's one solution to the problem. But here's the issue: what if you don't really have solid self-esteem? You know, in fact, that might be the thing you're trying to fix. <laughs> so, I what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about how you can still make use of affirmations, positive affirmations, gain the benefit of that without having already achieved rock solid self-esteem. So if you're coming from a place where you don't feel that good about yourself or where you don't really trust that I can pull off this new positive habit I want to establish, I, there's, there's still a way. There's still a way that you can do this and get positive benefits from it and take it forward. So uh, the way a, a, an affirmation is typically structured is you make a statement about yourself and you state it in the present. So in other words, you don't say, uh, I'm going to weigh, you know, 180 pounds when you weigh 200, because that's in the future. I'm going to. No, you don't say I'm going to work on weighing 180 pounds because, well, congratulations, you've already achieved that just by having, just by saying it. It's not making you 180 pounds, but you're working on it. So, you know, the, the problem is then you don't get anywhere because all you need to make is the most tiny incremental advance and, and you've achieved it. So it has to be about, and it has to be about you. It can't be something, you know, the house is clean. It's like, no, it's got to be, I clean the house. <laughs> you know, I get the house clean before I leave every morning. Uh, the, you know, some, a statement like that. Now, in some cases, you're going you're gonna to look at each of those pieces and go, I? Yeah, I would never do that. My spouse is going to clean it up after me because I never get it done. Or clean? Well, that's all kind of relative. How clean is clean, actually? You know? <laughs> so you, you will know where, you're, where you are trying to weasel your way out of it. <laughs> and then you'll also know if you're not talking in the present tense. But the problem is, is when okay. you... Go so, ahead. So- so but if we make a, a distinction here then, in the beginning you talked about that, you know, standing in the garden and saying, my garden doesn't have any weeds in it, doesn't make it come true. But th- that's a completely different thing from, I weed my garden. Yes. <laughs> you know, you, you're talking about an effect on your behavior rather than just magically making something happen, which I think that, you know, you mentioned some people in the beginning, Oprah and Co, who seem to think that, or, or like, it kind of tends towards this being some sort of magical thing, right? Rather than a behavioral sort of tool. Exactly. So, and and two, we have to be careful about even something like that. Say, like, I weed my garden. Well, you could go out there and pull one weed, and you have accomplished your affirmation, but it doesn't make your garden okay, weed yeah, free. Yeah. So. I weed my garden until it's free of weeds is what is, uh, would be better. <laughs> but again, this is the classical approach to this. The, the, the thing that still stops you at the end of the day is 
when you, even if you say that affirmation 20 times a day, if each time you're following up with, no, I don't, no, I won't, no, it doesn't, you know, <laughs> then it, it, it breaks the model. So the question is, how do I get out of that mode? Because if I say something and I know it's a false statement, you know, I can't just lie to myself and just tell myself that, oh, I get up and I run five miles every morning. Yeah, but I don't. So, <laughs> so what do I do about that? Well, you have to back up and think about how do I, how do I say something to myself that I can believe, something that I, that I won't deny is true and thereby improve the quality of that affirmation. So, you know, there, if we've already done these other parts where, you know, it's well-constructed and then, you know, it's about me um, and we're doing it, you know, I'm, 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 I'm considering that affirmation. I'm reading it aloud to myself many times during the day, you know, so there's no failure to do what you should do. Um, how do I make myself believe it? So we get back to, to what the study had to say about that. Um, the, the point about this study that I, that I thought was the most interesting was that this notion that, that it only fails for some. So it does, affirmations do work, but, but they don't work for everybody. And they don't really talk about why in the study. And that's what we're talking about now. And it's really quite, quite simple. Like what you're hearing? Ready to supercharge your scientific career? Discover practical advice on what it takes to be a successful scientist without sacrificing happiness. Learn the importance of meeting your human needs, identifying and unlocking your charisma factors, discovering your core mindsets, and much more. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack and get started on your journey to becoming a happier scientist today. Subscribe now and check the show notes to download. You know, we, we all have this very basic part of our brain, you know, that reptilian brain that just is there to keep you safe. It's about survival. So when it encounters something that is false, it sees that as dangerous. And so it's going to, it's going to weigh in. It's not going to let you it's not going to let you just make a false statement because it sees you in danger in that situation. So when that happens, well, we got to think about, well, how do I keep the reptile happy? <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give you a few examples. Let's, and we're going to use the, uh, an affirmation that has to do with, with our weight. So let's say that here's my affirmation. I'm currently enjoying my light and agile body at 178 pounds. Okay, now that's, that's got a lot of juiciness to it, right? It, it's a specific number. I'm not just saying I want to be thinner or I want to be lighter. There's a specific number. It's very specific. It's not even, you know, it's 178. We're talking about, you know, to the pound. I'm not rounding up to five pounds here or anything. And I describe how it feels, will feel to me that I'd be light and agile. So I, I'm, telling you, I'm telling myself how I will experience living this. Now, if I presently weigh... 260 pounds, and, and all I do is lay around on the couch all the time, such an affirmation as that, I'm just not going to believe it. You know, I am currently enjoying my light and agile body at 178 pounds. Like, what, am I going to go back to being 14? You know, <laughs> so uh, you're, you're not going to, 
your your brain is not gonna gonna come along. So let's alter this because uh, that that negative sense that, that, that oh no I'm a fat slob is, is gonna win otherwise. So how about this? I make my affirmation really have a lot of provisos. So even though I'm presently 260 pounds, and even though I haven't gotten to the gym just yet, I am open to the possibility that I can enjoy my body at a light and agile 178 pounds. Now I'll grant you that's a little longer and it's got a lot more to it, but here's what's happening. We're acknowledging some truths. It's like, this is where I really am at right now. And this is really how little I've done right now. And then the phrase that is the most important, I am open to the possibility that. So now that's, okay, that's what effect does that phrase. Okay. Yeah. What, what effect does that phrase have then? You know, the, what the, I, I guess that's the nub of this whole, of the whole affirmation then. Exactly. The, the, what it's doing is it's giving your brain a chance to say, okay, I'm open to the possibility. Now, it doesn't have to be true, but I'm open to the possibility that it could become true. And that, that allows your brain a circuit it can work with. Now, if you're making an affirmation like this and you're saying to yourself, I'm open to the possibility that, and you're not open to the possibility, I mean, you really have to look at that. You know, am I truly not open to that possibility? You know, because you might, just because there's pushback, well, I think it's unlikely. Yes, but is, is it impossible? You, you know, you have to face that with yourself. And, and when it's the, the things that are the most in the way in our lives, in our careers, those are the ones that you really have to challenge. You really have to stand up to them and go, all right, am I claiming it is absolutely impossible? I am the one human being on the planet that can never lose weight. I'm the one who can never stop procrastinating. I am the one that will you know, never do all the reading they should do, will never finish that paper, will never, you know, proper, properly clean their work area. Am I really that person that it's, it's impossible? So <laughs> What's that? You're so special. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Now, that's see, this is the reverse egotism about this. Sometimes we think, oh, no, I'm, see, I'm looking down on myself. I'm, I'm saying I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm weak and all that. It's like, no, you're, you're describing yourself as this unique, beautiful specimen of a snowflake. That, you know, it, it's actually arrogant to have low self-esteem. <laughs> now, now, and I, I realize that could be a real blow to somebody if you, if you don't feel good about yourself. But please, please understand, I'm saying this, I'm saying this with as much kindness and love as I possibly can. If you are falling into that pattern, where you keep telling yourself you are less than others and less than you can be, then that actually is that actually is some arrogance. That is some pride, saying that this is who I am. I know who I am, and I'm going to stay this way, and nobody's going to make me change. <laughs> now, when you're saying pride, there you're meaning that in a kind of negative way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean sort of. pridefulness as opposed to you know as opposed to positive self-esteem. You know, it's taking pride in your work and doing good, good quality work and, and doing it in a timely fashion, that's, there's nothing bad about that. 
this is one of the limitations of communication. We use we use words, and sometimes we literally use them for multiple and opposite meanings. <laughs> and pride is one of those words, unfortunately. So, if we go back to this and say, "Look, I really, really care about this. I really, really do want to lose some weight." And okay, that affirmation is kind of long, uh, but I'm willing. I'm willing to go through that whole thing, even though I'm presently 260 pounds, and even though I haven't gotten to the gym just yet. I'm open to the possibility that I can enjoy my body at a light and agile 178 pounds. Now, after you've done that for a while, it's going to start to feel like, you know, I don't need all that. You'll be able to dial it back a little. And at that point, you'll just say, you know, I don't need to comment on my present weight. Even though I've only just now started going to the gym, <laughs> I'm open to the possibility that I can enjoy my, my body at a light and agile 178 pounds. And that'll feel good for a while. And then you'll, you'll realize, you know what, I can, I can dial that back, and all I have to do now is I'm open to the possibility that I can enjoy my body at an agile, uh, at a light and agile 178 pounds. And then the day will come, sooner than you might think, where you can just go straight to, I am a light and agile 178 pounds. And even when you're not there yet, because, but you can see it's coming, you can tell it's going to happen. But the key to that is that you believe that that's what that's what's happening, or that's the road you're on, and so you're more likely to then carry out the behaviours that will um, that will get you there. Exactly, and you don't. No one's telling you to change your beliefs here. You, your beliefs will change, but you you stick with the affirmation that works within your present belief, and only after your beliefs start to shift do you shift your affirmation. The beliefs come first. They are in charge. So, so there's nothing magic happening here, and there's nothing, uh, and but it's it's actually quite subtle because you, you know you're talking about there's there's two extremes. There's one, I'm a fat slob. Keep giving yourself that negative af- affirmation, and you're never going to get there. Um, yes. If, but if you go straight to the positive, then there's a high chance. I you know I weigh 180 pounds when you clearly don't. Um, there's a chance that unless you have the kind of kind of psyche that can latch onto that and just go with the idea and not keep well. Now, that's ridiculous. I don't wear that. You know, you're a fat slum. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> you get back to the negative affirmation. Yeah. And in the middle, what you're talking about is concocting something that your brain can go, yeah, okay, I can see how that could happen, you know. And so they, then you start to feel like you're in, you're, on, you're moving towards it. You feel the sort of what that would feel like. You feel the benefit. So then you go, well, why should I eat that cake? Because I realized what it could feel like if I was lighter, for example. Right. So I, you make it, is that the, in a nutshell? Yes. Um, and you'll notice too that even with the, the baseline affirmation that I constructed for this, which was, mm-hmm. I'm currently enjoying my light and agile weight at 178 pounds. The, I added some emotion in there. I didn't just say, I am a light an agile 178 pounds. I'm saying I currently am enjoying it. So, you know, find the thing there. You know, the something where you can add you know, the emotion component. And, and it's just adding the component here. I'm not saying that the emotion is more important than the physical reality. I'm just saying it's a factor. We're humans and emotions are part of our makeup. And, and although some of us do try to suppress that, and some of us see emotions as a weakness. Emotions are is, are actually very powerful and very useful, and 
have a great deal to do with the, with the success of the human race. So, you know, you don't want to cut yourself off from the power of that. Okay, and so the reason that the emotion works is that what you're basically trying to do is give yourself a constant insight into what that would feel like if you took the right action. Right. And the emotion kind of underlines that, right? You know, you know, exactly. helps you to feel it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so imagine well, that does, too. It makes that, you feel that, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're learning something here. And, you know, you can have a feeling about something even before it happens. So even though I don't yet weigh 178 pounds, I, I, I feel like, I understand what it will be like. I got, I, I can, I got some insight into it, and that's what we're doing here. You're, you're just, you're just short circuiting some things so that, so that you don't accidentally short circuit things to the negative. So the, so I, for me, an analogy would be there, you know, because it's so easy to get kind of start getting for me anyway, start getting tripped up in it. But that's, you know, I don't weigh 180 pounds. So how, why am I saying that? But if you flip it to another analogy of, say, you're, you're on the start line of a marathon, if you tell yourself, I'm never going to make it, and you keep telling yourself that, then uh, you'll never exactly. start. <laughs> um, if, you, if you just tell yourself, oh, well, I finished already, then <laughs> your body's going yeah. to disagree pretty quickly. But if you keep a ma- kind of almost like projecting yourself that, okay, this is what's going to be like when I finish, then that's going to drive yep. you forward. I'm looking forward to, to finishing okay. this race upright. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and really, the only reason that you're on a marathon is because you're looking yeah. forward to finishing. <laughs> <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> but yeah, but that, here, here's, here's the thing. You can apply this anywhere. And you know, this doesn't have to be about losing weight. You know, this, this can be very much about your work. And you can look at your own your own working life and say, where are the weak spots? What are the things that, that successful people are doing that I'm not doing that I really need to install? Yeah. And it might be, I need to read more or I, I need to take more, more um, breaks because maybe I'm working myself into the ground. Um, for, for another person, it might be, I need to stop taking so many breaks. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But you know, it depends uh, on you, yeah. you. You gotta you gotta see yourself, see yourself as it as you truly are, and don't be down on yourself. You're gonna find holes. You're gonna find flaws. You're gonna find weaknesses. You're gonna find things you don't do as well as some other people. Well, that's that's just tr- the reality of things. It's always the reality of things. You're not you're not the best at everything. Nobody is. So once you've uncovered something and you feel it's important and it's something you want to have. Well, now you start, you can look into this. How do I construct an affirmation that'll help me with this? And, you know, keep this relatively simple. That is, I'm going to have 30 affirmations. Like, you won't be able to keep it straight. You know, pick out one or two or three, maybe, that, that you can look at during the day. And you'd be surprised how fast you can just install new habits this way. And you can change your thinking about things. Because... Like, it's like you were saying, if you're at the start of that marathon and you're thinking, man, I'll never make it, that is a miserable state to be in, especially as you're about to be thrown into a marathon. You know, so if you want to suffer, if you want to keep suffering, remember, you're already doing this. You're already giving yourself affirmations all day long. And you know what the self-talk is. You know what the stuff is in your own head, your version of the things. And, you know, there are plenty of people listening might say, well, I would never call myself stupid. Well, that's great. The next person would say, oh, I don't know if I'd ever stop calling myself stupid. <laughs> you know? uh, 
find out what your things are and, and you know just pay attention to yourself when you when you hear yourself think these things like wow that's something i think all the time all the time i'm saying i don't have enough time or or I, these people are so difficult to work with and, I, and some of that stuff you'll look at and say yeah but it's true they really are difficult to work with the problem though is that you keep saying it to yourself and so you look for proof and you keep reaffirming it and you establish it whereas if you look at those same people and go well you know they're not always difficult they're not difficult 24 hours a day you know sometimes they're helpful sometimes they're they're hardworking too if you start looking for what's the opposite of this thing that I really don't like you'll see it you'll start to see evidence and then you can start to support that evidence and then you can start to support them in that evidence and so I just realized that I could do something the other way around I go if I see something in myself that I want to change I say right I'm going to do X and you know kind of a positive affirmation kind of an aggressive one <laughs> and uh, but then I go, well, I'm not doing it, so obviously this can't happen. You know, you know, or you know, over time, I'll go, I'll compare it to, am I, am I making progress? And uh, and if I'm not, then I'll then I'll use that to talk myself out of an ability to do it. And you got to be careful with that. I'm going to do because again, that's you're, you've already succeeded just by taking a tiny step. And and I mean that sounds well. That sounds isn't that a good mm. thing to succeed? Well, no, because it doesn't get you the end game, what you're really after. All, all you're doing is you're successfully tricking yourself that you've been successful. <laughs> yeah. The thing about this, too, is that you will find that, I mean, affirmations are often a very personal thing. It's about something internal to yourself. But um, your affirmations will reach out and touch other people. And then sometimes you will find that to get your affirmation to come true, you're going to have to support other people. So like, for instance, if, you, if, if you're constantly telling yourself, you know, everybody I work with is terribly difficult, it, you want to change that. Well, the first thing you have to change is your attitude about it, you know, and that's where uh, we're looking for positive things. You know, I see the good things that other people are doing around me. Um, it would be a good affirmation for that. And then when you do, well, now you need to speak them out loud. It's like, oh, hey, Bob, I appreciate you putting that away or, you know, Hey Sally, I appreciate you, um, uh, you know, handling that task already. You, if you start telling people that they're not a problem, they'll stop being a problem. <laughs> you can have influence over them too. So it's not just influencing yourself to have a better experience. You're also, you're also creating a better environment. And often those kind of spirals are upward spirals because if you have a group of people, yeah, yeah. If you have a group of people that yeah, are all improving, about that, yeah. there's a there's mm -hmm. a positive tendency that everybody everybody else wants to improve too because because that's that's how this group works. So you could take a bunch of broken people and all of a sudden turn them into a well-oiled machine. <laughs> and why not? Why not? Why not make that effort? It, it all feeds back into that kind of you know the core human needs we talked about in the I don't know was it three to six episode three to six or so. Um, you know, you're talking about you, you um, create, uh, what was it, the two, the love and, you, you require love and connection with people, but the more you give out to them, the more you get back. Yeah, exactly. The more, um, so so, so let, me, kind of let me finish it off okay. with this. So even though you've, you've failed at affirmations in the past, 
and even though others seem to get better results than you do, you are open to the possibility that properly executed affirmations can help you make any change your heart desires. See what I did there? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good okay, well, one. Well, be in the show notes. Right and there will be a, a link to the study too. So if you, if you want to dig into it a little deeper, it's, it's a pretty fascinating idea. But I believe that's a wrap for this episode. Okay. Well, that was a that was a short but sweet episode. But I, I mean, I think that was very, you know, that had, that's a lot has a lot of meat in it. But it's something you have to kind of sit with and let sink in, because I've never really got that idea of affirmations because I just kind of dismissed it as, uh, you know, you're telling yourself a lie. But actually, what you've just described there is quite subtle, and all you're doing is making an opening for yourself. And I think that's a and I can That's a really powerful way to look at that. So. There you go. All right. Yet another tool from Kenneth Vogt. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ken. We, um, so before I go, we just to remind you that uh, you can dive back into the core mindsets and uh, the other areas that we talk about, charisma factors and human needs in episodes one to nine, which is the kind of fundamentals, much more dense episodes than this, but you'll, I think you'll get a lot out of them if you enjoyed this. Um, and also an invitation to join us at the Happy Scientist Club on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash the Happy Scientist Club, all one word. And in there, we will um, be developing a community where we'll be discussed. We'll, we'll discuss this sort of um, the ideas in this podcast and maybe uh, give some different ways to look at it and some exercises and so on that you will find useful. So again, thank you for uh, some great insight again, Ken. And okay, bye, everybody. thank you to everyone for joining us. And we'll see you next time. The Happy Scientist is brought to you by Bite Size Bio, your mentor in the lab. Bite Size Bio features thousands of articles and webinars contributed by hundreds of PhD scientists and scientific companies who freely offer their hard-won wisdom and solutions to the Bite Size Bio community. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and want to keep learning practical tips on being a happy and successful scientist, don't wait any longer. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack today. And together, let's reignite that passion for science that first got you into the lab. Remember, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. So hit that subscribe button now and check the show notes to download.